Hello and welcome to the Audio Epics Podcast. This is yet another storytelling episode. If this is the first time that you visit our YouTube channel or listen to our podcast, you might not know that at the core what we really are is uh, we tell our own stories. We create fantasy dramatized audiobooks and audio drama. Uh, the Witch Hunter series is our main project. And so if you're interested in that, look around on our YouTube channel or scroll down back into the depth of our podcast feed and you will find uh, our own stories. And here is this week's conversation. Hello and welcome to another Audio Epic Storytelling Podcast Extravaganza. I am Domin. <laughs> I'm Eileen. And uh, today we have a very special topic for you in store. It's about uh, storytelling in TV shows for children. Small children. Yeah, we kind of came up with the idea because our son is a little toddler now. He's about two years old. And we have discovered lots of TV shows for children on YouTube lately. <laughs> yeah, we sure have. Yeah. Uh, and we have seen the very same episode hundreds of times. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of familiar with them now. And what's very striking about all those children's uh, programs is that there are some really weird elements in the storytelling that almost all of these programs have. Yeah, in fact, I would say all of them. Yeah. So this is something that, that's quite fascinating. Why is children's TV programming so bizarre? Yeah, because if you if you tell people without children about them... They're like, whoa, yeah. what have these people smoked while they were writing that? <laughs> you, see the, you see one eyebrow raise and yeah. Yeah. So let's play a game. I'll describe a TV show and you tell the audience what I'm talking about. <laughs> and okay. then it's your turn. Okay. So here goes. Um, there's this show. All the characters are animals except for the celebrities who are fruits and vegetables with arms and legs. The only humans in the world are Santa and the Queen. It has a very British vibe to it, lots of humor. The characters are all flawed, but still lovable. It's set in a strange kind of future that kind of got stuck in the 90s, in which uh, everyone lives on a hill. And muddy puddles, and especially jumping up and down in them, is the answer to pretty much every problem in that world. Yeah, what you've just described is, of course, Peppa Pig. And it's, it's um, I think, our so, favorite yeah. for both of us. Yeah, of, it's a of, very popular show as well. Yeah, one of our favorites, certainly, of, of uh, these kids' shows. Because, to be honest, um, there's a lot of uh, um, shows for little kids that we do not enjoy. But uh, I, for one, and I think you too, uh, I really enjoy Peppa Pig, to be honest. I think it's one of the better shows out there. And it's the one that always gets... Thrashed. It's the one that always gets bashed by by the media and by people say that it's uh, you know it's not good for kids because they don't learn good lessons or whatever. I think it's it's kind of traditional and I I love that about it. I think it's it has a kind of charm to it because it doesn't try to be educational or something. It it just presents the world. As it is, well, not the the strange fantasy world, but the the simple storylines are very realistic and recognizable. 
for children and also for their parents. Yeah, and what I like about Peppa Pig is that it has a genuine sense of humor. I mean, yeah. a real sense of humor, not not like uh, a bunch of adults uh, sitting in a room and saying, what do little children like? Uh, what makes them laugh these days? But, you know, just generally, you know, including funny moments that that anyone can enjoy, that parents can, can laugh with also. Right. And it's true that, you know, the, the protagonist, Peppa, is actually a very selfish um, and very flawed child, but that makes her so... Credible. <laughs> yeah, so credible and real. Because lots of real. children, uh, I think she's about four years old, uh, lots of children that age are very self-absorbed. And that's yeah. kind of cute because if if uh, a grown-up acts like that, we, we're... We really don't like that, but <laughs> when children do that, we don't love them less. Yeah. And you, you see that her parents, they kind of, they disapprove of her acting like that, but they still love her. Yes, and the parents themselves are, are, are flawed in their own way. You know, they're, they're not these perfect ideal pictures of, of parents. They're very real people, who, but mm -hmm. they do their best warts and all they do their best and they're they're you know they're pigs but they're lovable pigs and um what i what i think is great about this show is that it doesn't have like a little life lesson at the end yeah it it doesn't try to be educational doesn't force any messages on you it it just tells you stories very recognizable fun stories yeah, and our son loves it. He he laughs out loud when the characters laugh. Yeah. They go lying down on the floor whenever they laugh. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Yeah, part of that is the drawing style, which is very yeah, so childlike he, and simplistic. He, he tends to do that too. And, and when, you, when we first uh, watched Peppa, we were very prejudiced because we thought the design was awful. We thought, yeah. what's this? This earns it's a lot a of money of a, and popularity. It's and got a bit of a cubist vibe to it. Yeah, a bit <laughs> Picasso-like because yeah. it's like they portray the characters um, from the front and the sides at the same time. Yeah, they, they, it's like they've got two eyes on the same side of their face. And everything, everything is, you know, flat 2D. Everything is always from the same camera angle. It's like a children's drawing. Yeah, and, and that's what, what we realized after a while, that that's actually the the intent of the TV show, that the design and, and also the, the way the stories are told are from a child's perspective. Mm -hmm. And that's very recognizable for children, but also very entertaining for adults. For yeah. example, they speak about... In the olden days, when they talk about when they were <laughs> little, but there's, there, she's four years old, so that's... <laughs> and and uh, I really enjoy the, 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 the very British feel to it, you know. And that's one of the things, I think, um, the fact that it, it, it doesn't have that sort of corny element, that sort of talking down to you, it doesn't have that. And yeah. I think that's because it's, it's English. American shows are far more likely to have that. Yeah, and uh, it has these charming little absurdities yeah like when they go on a holiday they just put the luggage on the roof they don't even fix it or something yeah. just you put the luggage on the roof and yeah. then you you just 
take off with your car. And there are all these little elements that are just presented from from a child's perspective, which is really, really cute. And yeah. I, I think the the timeless stuck in the 90s setting is very charming as well because they they both have rotary phones and these kind of old-fashioned cell phones yeah yeah and they they still have these television sets uh old-fashioned television sets yeah yeah that's true um so that's peppa okay your turn yes i'll describe a show to you this is a, a Dutch show. Um, I don't think it exists in English. And, um, well, this is what the show is like. There is a garden, a magical garden. And the main characters in, uh, in this show are two dogs of a <laughs> different race. And they are children. They, they have children's voices and they behave like, like children. And they live in that magical garden, in their little dog house together. And they don't have parents. Instead, there is a pear tree with pink leaves and little smiling pears, who is their aunt, apparently, and who takes care of them. And then there's also a fern in a, uh, in a pot. <laughs> and <laughs> he's got glasses, but the pot actually has a face, but the, the leaves of the fern are sort of the, both the hair and the arms <laughs> of the fern, and he's like the wise old Gandalf-like character in this story. <laughs> and, and then there's a, a, a cat who is also always mentioned as, um, you know, the neighbor's cat, but there's no neighbor. And then there are some singing tulips. Well, it's it's from Holland, so they've got tulips. Uh, <laughs> there's a purple mole. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and this is the setting, and these are the characters. Uh, you know which yeah, one I yeah, mean. Yeah, you're referring to uh, Wuzel and Pip. Uh, that, those are the names of the little dogs. They're a boy and a girl. It's really weird, right? Yeah, they're kind of they're kind of in love with each other. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. There's something going on. There's definitely. something going yeah. on there. It's yeah, but at cute. the same time, yeah. What I find strange is how can a tree be the aunt of two dogs? Two dogs. <laughs> it gets stranger. You just <laughs> don't have to think about the story and the characters because it gets weirder every time. Yeah. The pear tree, for example, she makes a pear cake. That's her specialty, and they all love it. So yeah. you're like. Does she sacrifice her own baby pears? Yeah, that because are they're kind of growing in the always hair? these pears are hanging in the tree and they're always smiling. Um, they're like her little children, and then she makes pear cake, which is kind of creepy. Yeah, and also, how does she make pear cake? Yeah, she's, she's got no arms. She's got no arms. <laughs> she cannot move, and still she takes care of the children. It's really, really. Odd. It's very bizarre. And then, yeah, there's You're like, what were these people? There's smoking? actually a, a movie. Well, it's you know like a, a long episode of uh, Woozle and Pip, in which the fern, who is you know sort of the the boss of the, the garden. yeah, and also the sort of wise professor figure. Yeah, he teaches them classes yeah. and stuff. And so you know, so his face is on the pot, 
uh, and you know he's referred to as a fern, but the fern actually is is sort of the, the hair is is his hair, but rasta hair. but also has <laughs> sort of rasta hair, but also <laughs> but also his arms because he's got you know he's got a face on his pot and he's got glasses and he always uses his fern leaves to sort of uh, straighten his glasses and in the movie so he's got hair arms yeah wow yeah <laughs> imagine if you could straighten your glasses with your hair that would be and think sideshow cool. bob sort of his haircuts yeah but then green yeah but green <laughs> yeah. and <laughs> and <laughs> And in the movie, they say that <laughs> um, he's getting a new pot for his birthday. So at the end of the movie, he like, gets a new pot and he looks different. But then, you know... He's got it, a new face. He's got a new face. <laughs> he's a new person now, yeah, actually. Because he's actually a pot. And you really, you don't want to think about it. You don't it. want to think about it. But that's what our kids love and get to get to watch it's really strange. it's actually quite cute whistle and pip um the, what i like about it is that the characters are are pretty consistent you know uh Woozle is a typical boy uh, yeah. he's you know sometimes uh, he he's a bit macho but at other times he's actually quite a, a bit of a scaredy cat yeah uh, he's kind of cute and and although we we really prefer our son to watch uh, shows in Flemish uh, instead of Dutch, which is kind of the similarity is a bit like a British and American English. The the difference yeah. we we understand each other, but the accent is very different. Um, we we do prefer him to watch Flemish uh, shows, but we have to be honest, the Flemish shows are just not that. Good. Well, I mean, the Woozle and Pip is dubbed in Flemish also, yeah. but the Dutch accent, like American, is more um, expressive, perhaps. Or, yeah. Yeah, and... More suitable for these <laughs> playful children. Yeah. And also the voice actors are much better in, in they Dutch. Are. They are. They, they just, they've got more energy. There's, yeah. there's you know, people from the Netherlands have more, nat more of a natural energy to them. Yeah. They're more we, like the we Flemish are more low key. The the Americans yeah. of the <laughs> Dutch speaking. They they very much are yeah. yeah. And and um, so I like the fact that Woozle is um, he's this you know he's this cute um, boy who always wants to make an impression, but he's really he's Pip the girl. Yeah, the girl Pip is she's more the adventurous type. Yeah, she wants mm. to get dirty and smell like mud and yeah. And they have a nice dynamic to them, but it's still very weird. It's it's a very strange show, and it also has a narrator who is, I yeah, think, very yeah. very condescending. <laughs> yeah, she's very belittling. Yeah, I think lots of shows just underestimate the intelligence of children, and they start giving these explicit lessons. Okay, the um, I'll I'll describe another one. Uh, this show is about a rabbit child who plays with his friends, and one of his friends is a girl elephant, for example, who is exactly as big as he is, and all the animal children have one parent of the same sex, who is smaller and more uh, a more abstract version 
of the animal they represent, uh, more like a, a wooden doll uh, puppet version of themselves. So um, when you have the rabbit, who has, which is actually the main character, um, he has a male parent who kind of looks like a rabbit if you know it's a rabbit, but very much an abstract version of it and a woolen puppet kind of rabbit. It's really weird. And also the parents are smaller than the children and just graphically less detailed. So... That's, you know a, that's, a, that's a very strange description. Um, yeah, you're referring to Bing. Yeah. And Bing is a show that I don't really like. I think there's just something decidedly disturbing about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, I really don't like the fact that there's, it's this strange universe where, where the parents are smaller than the children. And the children are apparently being raised by by sort of lesser versions of themselves, They're kind of stuffed toy versions of themselves. Yeah, it's it's strange, and also. Um, and at the same time, these parents are like these very idealized parents, you know. It's yeah. it's it's a total opposite of Peppa Pig. Bing's um, father, if you can call him that, the the puppets. Uh, yeah. Rabbits has a very warm narration voice a very serious voice as well yes well i think this, the voice acting is done it's really sort well. of this sort of soothing voice that you would expect in in a kind of i don't know a, a documentary or something is this originally in flemish or is it dubbed as well uh, i i don't know i, I really I don't no know idea either. yeah but and it's very very sort of educational and pedagogical yeah, that, that's what's kind of annoying about it it always has this clear lesson finger pointing yeah sort of very always trying to teach you something in fact they even before the show closes they always <laughs> repeat what you know the lessons that our characters learned yeah um, what, what happened that day kind of a summary it has no sense of humor no it's very serious yeah. it's true it's it's weird it's weird and serious lots of these children's programs are the way i the way the way it makes me feel when i see it is like this is a show that was developed by a team of psychiatrists and and you know pedagogues who have no children yeah who know everything about children in theory except you know how to entertain them it's it's just it's got a very cold and clinical feel and to it. And who had very weird relationships towards their parents, <laughs> apparently. Yeah, so it's it's weird. It, Bing gets a thumbs down from me. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's actually graphically, it's it looks nice. Arsene uh, kind of likes the the beginning. <laughs> he likes he likes the opening credits. Yeah, yeah. and and <laughs> then he he always turns it off because <laughs> that's kind of apparently that's the the part he likes. When yeah. the, all the children uh, kind of gather and, yeah. and play together, and then when the episode actually starts, he just in, gets in most interested. other shows it's the other way around. Yeah, he, 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 he doesn't want to. He see wants the us intro. to skip the intro. He yeah. wants to get straight <laughs> yeah, to the. He, he gets yeah. annoyed because he, uh, he's already seen the intro. He wants to <laughs> skip right to the episode. It's kind of cute. Yeah, he he would be a good Netflix guy. So I'm I'm going to I'm going to describe another one for you. Mm-hmm. This is a show that takes place 
either in the distant past or in the far future, <laughs> or perhaps a combination of both, because all the characters are dinosaurs, <laughs> but they are also um, vehicles, or sort of robot vehicles, transformer-type <laughs> things, but they are also dinosaurs. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and um, and they've got friends who are like these little lizards, who are screwdrivers and <laughs> and drills, um, and they sort of repair the 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 dinosaur vehicles type things. Could you be referring <laughs> to dino trucks? Yeah, dino trucks. <laughs> That's a show that I I think is is pretty charming. Um, well, pretty charming. I mean, it's dinosaurs and it's trucks. If I would would have had that when I were, were a child, I would have gone nuts. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. That's true. I when I was a little kid, I was a huge uh, Transformers fan. Um, in fact, I remember when I was uh, when I went to school when I was six years old uh, first what we call first grade here in Belgium, I used to always look forward to Saturday because then Transformers would be on on TV. Aww. So that, to me, that was like the, the best day of the week because Transformers was on TV. I'm afraid I missed <laughs> that because, you know, you are, you are uh, three years older than I am. And I, I kind of missed on the entire uh, Transformers uh, Thing, especially the the animation series, I I never I've never seen that. Yeah, I mean the animation series. Yeah. yeah. But the Michael Bay movie was our date movie, our <laughs> first date movie, right? Yeah, that was our first date movie. Very <laughs> romantic. Um, anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, um, Dino Trucks is very much like Transformers. I think it's got a lot in common. Let's see what else uh, can we talk about uh, series. Uh, there's this other series, uh, Dutch series as well. Uh, it's called Yoki and Yet. It's about a kind of a jester and a, a, a little bird who travel around in a an, an air and hot air balloon, and they kind of visit another country every time, mm-hmm. and they take part in an activity with someone they've just met, and they always learn something, and they take a picture and they leave again. That's kind of the concept, right? Yes, and it takes place in a version of our world where everyone has got a big red clown nose and invisible arms and legs. Yeah, right. Which makes perfect sense, of course. Of course. And it's uh, created by the the people of the Efteling, which is, uh, in my opinion, the, the most awesome theme park ever in the history of We're everything. such big fans of the Efteling that we've uh, been there twice this summer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, Yoki and Yet. There's uh, there's some rides um, that include these characters. That, so they they were created by Efteling. Yeah, especially for s- the smaller uh, children, yeah. like toddlers. They really enjoy that. And it's it, you know it's got its own show on on uh, on YouTube. It's it's quite uh, quite well done in terms of the animation. Um, I like the the fact that you visit all these exotic locations. Um, they've got a bunch of fun songs as well. You know, there's a song about eating pizza. There's, you know, um, th- there's a song about a playground. It's 
it's very lighthearted. Um, yeah. It 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 doesn't it doesn't have that heavy serious vibe that I get from Bing. Um, I, I I like it, uh, but there's an, the same sort of nar- narrator who always comments on what uh, our little jester is doing. Yeah, and another female and the, narrator. Yeah. It's often the females I think are most annoying because they have this, these uh, they often have this teacher like voice that says you cannot do this yeah um, she always says mala yoki you know which translates as you know silly silly yoki you know. yeah it's kind of condescending yeah I, I don't really like uh children's shows that are very condescending no um i, I agree um there I feel are the lots, same way. lots of uh shows that our son watches but um Maybe um, you should talk m- some more about the the series from your childhood that you really liked. Yeah, I already mentioned uh, Transformers, of course, um, which I, I I loved as a kid. I especially loved Optimus Prime. He was my hero um, because he was a robot who could turn into a truck, and I find that very admirable. What else is there? Now I have to start thinking uh, about my childhood, which is very difficult. Uh, <laughs> no, actually, I, I had a great childhood. For me, uh, Sundays were my favorite uh, day of the week because you had, um, which was very popular in in Flanders, was Samson. Which ah, yes. I, as a child, I was one of the only children who didn't really like it. I, I loved their songs. Wait, wait, wait. But uh, I didn't. You really have to describe Samson yeah, right. to it's, our listeners. It's because just, it's about... Um, <laughs> everybody knows it here. It's about a guy with a dog who can talk. It's, it's a bobtail. It's, it's, it's live action. Yeah, it, he has a lo- <laughs> it's, it's a long-haired dog, a bobtail. So that's probably why it's called Samson. And... Um, it, it was very popular in my time, um, but I didn't really like it because the... So it, it's, it's, a, it's a, a grown man who lives alone in a house yeah. with his dog. A bachelor. And, yeah. Yes, and the dog can talk. Yeah, that's kind of... Yeah, and, and then <laughs> just uh, lots of things happen in the, in the village. You have the, the mayor who drops by... Uh, <laughs> yeah. The, the hairdresser, the local hairdresser, who is also an opera singer. Um, but what always kind of annoyed me about it was that the characters were just very, these very selfish people. Actually, yeah. the... Everyone except the dog. Yeah, the main character was okay too, but he was kind of a wuss because he was <laughs> in love with this uh, female who you never uh, saw on screen. She was mm. kind of a mystery, which which was kind of nice and original. But she was obviously, she treated him like shit. <laughs> <laughs> and he just kept dreaming about her and loving her. And he were like, dude, move on. Yeah, and he had this big rival that he was always <laughs> talking about, whom yeah. you also never get to see. <laughs> and lots of characters you, you didn't really get to see. But by the time my sister was... Uh, watching the same program, it had evolved, and you, you saw more locations and more uh, characters. Um, in in my time, uh, it was longer; it was about an hour long. But mm. you had these short animation um, shows in between as well. Right. 
uh, and and that's what I watched it for because mm. you had the Smurfs. I was a big fan of that. Yes, I, we should definitely talk about the Smurfs I in really a minute. I really loved uh, the Smurfs, so um, that's actually why I I loved watching it. I I, I I want to I want to I want to mention the Smurfs in more detail because we've recently rediscovered the Smurfs, the uh, the older episodes from I don't know I think the the seventies or eighties. Yeah. Um, of of the Smurfs, I know that there there were some movies made a few years ago. I haven't watched those. Mm, they look they look like crap to me. But the the the, the animated um, TV series of the Smurfs, which we now started watching again thanks to our son. By the way, it doesn't it does other things besides watching TV. <laughs> don't worry. Uh, <laughs> but anyway. Watching it, seeing it again now, I come to the conclusion, me personally, that the Smurfs is amazing. Really, I think the storylines are fantastic. Yeah, they're they're, they're really great. Original and and they they have this classic villain that uh, returns. Gargamel. Yeah, he's he's awesome. And and I'm a big fan of the voice actor who does who does Gargamel. That when when we see it in in Dutch, of course, um, he's he's awesome. I love I love about the Smurfs that um, that it's set in the Middle Ages, and it's it's quite an atmospheric uh, setting. setting. Yeah. It's it's a bit, uh, I, I yeah, it's it's a bit like the sort of thing that that I'd like to make myself yeah uh, castles and these these big boiling yeah. pots of magic purple steam <laughs> yeah. things yeah and, and but they've got really original fun storylines i was really surprised to to discover that but still they're often very simple because gargamel he he just wants to eat the smurfs basically yeah indeed it, it's it's very straightforward but but there's just yeah, there's a lot of originality to it there are some very weird things about the smurfs as well yeah. of course i mean in fact recently we together we sort of developed this whole theory <laughs> about how the smurfs reproduce and it was very dark and disturbing remember <laughs> yeah because you have papa smurf and apparently he's the only one who gets celebrated when when it's father's day so he must be the father of all smurfs then but yeah and there's only one the fem- there's only one female smurf in the entire village yeah but she's kind of she has a daughter-father relationship towards him, yeah. which is kind of weird. Yeah, so my theory is that at one point, one of the Smurfs is chosen to mate with uh, Smurfette. And um, then she gets pregnant of a hundred new Smurfs. And all the other male Smurfs are, are killed. And <laughs> and and the, the new babies... Um, they sort of reproduce. They sort of re- um, replace the entire Smurf population, and um, <laughs> and the chosen Smurf becomes the new Papa Smurf. That's I my think, theory. I think Papa Smurf mates with the the one female Smurf, and then eats her. <laughs> sort of like a, a black widower. Yeah, he eats her after giving birth, of course, to about a hundred. Yeah. Male Smurfs and there's always one female because that's right. that's that's how that's they work. How they, that's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they kind of migrate and and 
create their their own new tribe until the old, the entire uh, reproduction system repeats itself again. This <laughs> is all, this is all just theoretical. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> no, it's best not to think about it too much. But you see, uh, even when you compare these modern TV shows to to the the shows that we uh, that we enjoyed and the the ones from the seventies. They all have these very weird elements. They do, they do. Maybe it's Th- the hippies from the seventies who are still around somewhere, smoking pot and making children's series. <laughs> Probably, probably. The effect, uh, but when you mention Gargamel uh, from the Smurfs and the voice actor, there's another show that we definitely should mention because we both really like it. Yeah, but it's also a Dutch show, right? It's You're a Dutch thinking? show. It's live action. And um, who's going to describe it? You or me? Oh, uh, you can describe it if you like. Okay, so it's this is a live action show, and it's about a clown and an acrobat who are best friends, but they live in a caravan. Uh, well, that that's a very Dutch thing, isn't it? To live in a caravan yeah, yeah. <laughs> in a trailer. Yeah, um, like a circus trailer. Yeah. Uh, but you never see any other circus people. Uh, they're always just—it's always just the two of them. It, the story always um, takes place when they're on holiday after a right. tour yeah. or something. Okay, yeah. And uh, well, the show is called Bassi and Adrian. Another, you know, another show that is just legendary in the Dutch-speaking world. Everybody knows it. Everybody. Um, I absolutely loved it. That's that's actually the main reason why Sundays were awesome yeah. when I was a child. I always wanted to watch that. And, and, and parents, parents knew that. Lots yeah. of babies were created <laughs> while this show was on because children were just... They were gone for an hour, fixed, and they just... So what's so great about Bassi and Adrian? I think what made the show great was that it was always an adventure. These guys, they, they went on a big adventure. They traveled to Greece or Italy or around Europe or around the United States yeah. looking for a treasure or something and being chased by villains. You know, And they were always in the same outfits, the clown outfit and the acrobat outfit. Yeah. The clown guy, he always wears his clown makeup. Even when they were in the desert and it was... <laughs> 50 degrees Celsius, <laughs> yeah. they were still wearing their suits. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> and there were these villains, also fixed villains, uh, yes. bandits, um, thieves, actually. And, and, and the leader was the voice of Gargamel. Also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I absolutely loved that voice actor. Um, and he, um, he played the, the main villain, the Baron. Yeah. In America, he's called the genius. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but he he is awesome because he has a he has a temper problem, which makes him very funny. Right. Yeah. And the kind of running gag is that he breaks his phone all the time when yeah. he and and he, he when he's on the phone with the other villains. Right. And he all he also has about two or three sidekicks every time, but they kind of change sometimes because. Every boss has his problems with his staff now and then, and uh, he was no exception. So uh, he kind of had different villains sometimes in other episodes. I, I preferred. I really loved the one where they um, did this entire journey through America. Mm-hmm. You get 
to to all these places in America, but you learn things about it. Yes, it's about the sequoias, yeah. about um, all these the, different the places. Yeah. Uh, I really it's, loved. It's very educational, but not in this sort of um, you know belittling way. Yeah, it 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 really just tells you interesting facts about places that they visit. And it, it kind of started my love for language because there's also this series that takes place in Europe where they have to find these parcels. Right. And you, you learn things about each country and what they always do is they sing a song um, teaching you a couple of words in every local language. Right, and yeah. I, I really knew all the songs by heart when I was a, a child and I... I was very proud when I actually went to Spain that I, I could say a couple of these words. Yeah. Uh, it was it was awesome. So, um, so yeah, we've, we've uh, listed a bunch of uh, crazy kids' shows. We haven't really delved very deep into the storytelling aspect of it. Is there anything you want to, to say about that in general? Yeah, I, I think weirdness is definitely... Uh, and, and absurdities are, are very nice. They're funny often. But yeah, there's this there's this point where it can get disturbing, and I think with children you always have to keep in mind that you can really confuse them because they're trying to make sense of the world, and if you present them with too much weirdness, I I I'm not sure if they can actually get that. So uh, you prefer uh, simpler stories for uh, for children's shows. Yeah, I think you can um, put a lot of originality and and thoughtfulness into the characters and the setting. Mm-hmm. And uh, like with uh, Peppa, you you kind of the part of the fun is the recognizability. Also for children, you you notice that uh, the times when they laugh and they really enjoy a, a TV show is the times when they recognize something that's that's recurring, that comes back, like a song that returns or a, a, a certain character behaves in a certain way and that returns. Um, so I think this element of recognizability and um, recurring elements are very important for children. The way they use music in children's shows, often it's these these small, simple little tunes that return, but it works very well. You can just make clear that the, the villain is arriving or, uh, or that something adventurous is going on, or something uh, exciting, something scary. And uh, children really pick up on that, even though it's, uh, it's on a subconscious level. I think music uh, plays a very important part in... Uh, the way children's shows uh, work. I enjoyed doing this episode, um, talking about all these different kids' shows. And, uh, of course, we would like to know um, which were your favorite uh, shows as a child and what did you like about them? Uh, What did you think was weird about them? What did you dislike, perhaps? We're just really interested in in what your your favorite uh, shows were as a child maybe still yeah sure why not i mean you can still enjoy kids shows nothing wrong with that yeah the best ones are timeless and you can rewatch yes. them uh, 20 years later and say wow that's like, actually well done like the smurfs 
I'm serious. I think it's great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's all for us for this week. Um, we'll be back next week with another in-depth discussion on quantum mechanics. Or in me- storytelling. In, in storytelling. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, talk to you soon. Bye. That was it for this week. Um, please take a look at our Facebook page, Twitter, uh, visit our website audio-epics.com, our Bandcamp page, uh, which you can also find through our website. Be sure to comment, of course, on YouTube if you feel like it, or send us an email. We always like to get some feedback. And next week's episode will be about vampires. See you then!